Non-stop shock radio. The station that shocks you. Renegade Talk Radio. The Earth? Oh, the Earth will be gone in just a few seconds. Oh, well, uh, don't bother, Dan. No point in wasting money on a flying saucer when the ice's not gonna... But uh, just what did you mean by that crack about the Earth being gone? Oh, uh, I'm going to blow it up. It obstructs my view of Venus. It does? That's a shame. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an Earth-shattering kaboom. Q36 explosive space modulator. That creature has stolen the space modulator. Delays, delays. Welcome to RenegadeTalk.fm. It's UFO Thursday. A little bit of a break from all those crazy politics and politicians in this country and around the world. We're going to be talking about the aliens. Bob Schroeder has been on Renegade before. Bob is on the air along with Bobby Boo Boo in Philadelphia. And uh, Marla will be back tomorrow. She finally got in touch with me, Renegade Nation, so she will be back with the Gangster Comics. And uh, we're going to have a good time today with Bob Schroeder. Bob uh, is a physicist and, and, and has a lot of information about the UFOs and what's going on in the UFO world. So, Bob, thank you for being on. Of course, we got Bobby Boo Boo from Philadelphia to ask a lot of questions, too. To the audience, Renegade Nation, this is a little bit of a change. We need a change. It's too stressful with all of that garbage going on in the politic world. But we're going to find out what the aliens are up to. Bob, how are you? I'm doing great. And Rich, uh, thank, thanks again for having me on the show. You're very welcome, Bob. And we got Bobby Boo Boo from Philadelphia on the air because Bobby Boo Boo is into the uh, world of UFOs. And we're not going to get into any conspiracy theories, Renegade Nation. We're going to be talking about pure science. And Bob is going to explain to us and Bob, uh, all about that and what is happening out there and what his opinions are about the UFO world. And so Bob, uh, Bob wrote a book. And Bob, what's the name of the book? Okay. Uh, the name of the book, Rich, is um, Solving the UFO Enigma. And it has a subtitle, uh, How Modern Physics is Revealing the Technology of UFOs. Okay. Did you get that, and Renegade Nation? Okay, so Bob, where can they get the book? At the Amazon, can they go there and get it? Uh, yes, they sure can. Uh, they can buy the book at Amazon.com. Uh, just kind of look up, say, Robert Schroeder. My last name is S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. Well, what I'm going to do, hey, Bob, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link on the Renegade site so uh, with a picture of the uh, uh, the front cover of the book, and then they can click in there. Renegade Nation, I recommend you read this book. This is totally different than the conspiracy theories and people being taken off the planet Earth and having sex and then dropped back off and so on and so forth. And one of the questions that I had, uh, Bob, is I read the other day that the um, they're going to start a new reality show where they're going to be putting celebrities in outer space and they're going to be able to have to deal with that. You, do, you, do you think that that is a possibility or are these people so off of their uh, 
out of it that they don't understand what the hell's going on here because they're running out of ideas and it's the guy who started Survivor. I can't even remember his name, but he wants to put uh, celebrities in outer space and let them do a reality show in outer space. And I'm hoping they get sucked out of the spaceship myself because I don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> so uh, you mean like Paris Hilton? Or- yeah, like Paris Hilton and the Kardashians <laughs> would be a good start. <laughs> yeah, put them out there. Put them put them up in the spaceship and let them make put their makeup on and have sex. That would be great. And then they get sucked out. Oh, I'm looking forward to that movie Gravity with um um what's her what's her name? I can't remember her name now. The actress. Oh, Jodie Foster. No, not no. Jodie. No, it's called Gravity. It's coming out in the, uh, October fourth. It's supposed. It's uh, God. What, she was married to Jesse James, the actress. I can't think of her name right now. Bob, do you remember oh. Bobby Boo Boo? No. No, anyway, it's a movie called Gravity, and uh, it's coming out and about uh, people in, in space where they get, uh, get in a lot of trouble, but it, it looks very interesting. So, Bob, tell us more about what's going on in the UFO world and uh, what we can expect down the road, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> there's, a, well, um, there's a, a couple of different um, uh, things that are happening that I think are very important. Um, uh, one of the things that's happening is in October, uh, this, just in a couple of days, uh, there's going to be there's a new telescope uh, down in Chile that's it's ground-based uh, called the Gemini Planet Imager, and that's going to go online, and it's going to be able to it's using brand new optics uh, that are very very sophisticated, and they will be able to see actually image and photograph of gas giant planets around other stars, um, you know, not too far from Earth. And so that's kind of exciting. Unfortunately, it won't be able to uh, image uh, Earth-sized planets, but it will definitely be able to do the gas giants. And that's important because it'll help us see if a, a lot of other planetary systems are similar to ours with the giant gas, the giant gas star. Oh, Bob, it, it, Bob, isn't that where Kepler came in? And we haven't uh, heard too much about Kepler lately, uh, that they launched it in 2009. And we haven't heard too much. Is, is it around the same type of um, experiments that uh, this, that's the, the, the one that you're currently talking about? Uh, Kepler is different. That's a very good question. Uh, Kepler, like you said, was launched in 2009. And, and they, and Kepler, I think, detected like 70 confirmed alien planets, and then another 2,500 or so candidate planets. And uh, and then and just by doing statistical analysis, uh, they estimate that there might be uh, just around uh, red dwarf stars. Uh, the Kepler estimate was able to get uh, numbers that it looks like there might be 4.5 billion Earth. Planets whoa, whoa, whoa! Four, four, whoa! Four point five billion Earth-sized planets in our galaxy. Wow! So, do you think? <laughs> I, I, do you think that uh, in the in the realm of all possibilities that there could be life on one of those uh, four point five billion planets? Without a doubt, without a doubt, I I am sure that life is commonplace. Um, I think, and and by the way, those are just the red dwarfs, although there's quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. There's 75 billion in the galaxy. Wow. The galaxy, I think, has about 200 billion stars, and so that's uh, almost half are red dwarfs. 
Well, let me ask you. Let, let, let me ask you a really wacky, wacko question. Do you think if there's life, and let's say possibility, there's life on the one, uh, one of these uh, seventy-five million stars or pla- uh, planets out there? Do you think that they know we exist, or are we just some dust in the wind here, just you know, hanging out? They don't even know we're here. You think that's a possibility, well, well, or? Uh, yep, I'm sure they know we exist. Not all of them. Uh, many of them have, are probably only as advanced as we are, or less so. Um, um, however, there's absolutely no question in my mind that we are being visited by extraterrestrials, and and um, there's enough credible UFO reports from astronauts like Gordon Cooper and um, pilots, commercial airline pilots, that convinced me beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are being visited by other civilizations. Well, you know what's funny about that, uh, Bob, and Renegade Nation and Bobby Boo Boo, um, there, there was a flight back in 2000, uh, I think it was 2003 or four. it was an America West Airlines jet coming out of Albuquerque flying to Phoenix, Arizona, and they were going like, uh, you know, 500 miles an hour, they're sitting around 30,000 feet and altitude, and all of a sudden, Renegade Nation, listen to this, all of a sudden, the spaceship appeared and started started going around the plane that was going 500 miles an hour. It was circling the plane. Now, what happened was somebody on the ground picked up the um, control tower um, conversation with the with the pilots and leaked it out, and it ended up in the uh, Arizona newspaper. Uh, and um, and I saw that. And the next day, it was gone, and nothing was ever said about said about again. Now, in 2007 and or 2008, one of the two years, can't recall. They finally released that information, and it was on a UFO uh, show uh, on on television. And they they the they didn't interview. The pilots they just did a uh they somebody had a video of it and it was really interesting that uh this thing this uh, so-called ufo or flying object or alien spaceship or whatever you want to call it was flying around the airplane that's going 500 miles an hour did you hear about that one bob i um i did uh, only uh, just kind of i got a few of the details not too many about the same as what you mentioned there mm-hmm. uh, i'll tell you if i could mention one other story that at just similar to that, very similar. Uh, it was way back in probably the 1950s, and uh, I, there was a pilot down in Texas, and he was flying. Uh, there were two pilots. They were, I mean, two aircraft. I think they were flying B-24 bombers, and they were just doing a practice mission. And um, they, a UFO, uh, a, a long cylinder with no wings, a typical cigar-shaped object about the length of the B-24, uh, maybe 100 feet long or something like that. Um, it, um, it came down from much higher up in the atmosphere, and it came down and hovered just over the B-24, maybe 100 feet above it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they were shot, and the plane that was following them uh, said, you're not going to believe it, but there's a UFO above you, you know. and. Uh, and anyway, uh, what happened is, um, and this, by the way, wasn't revealed until after the pilot died and his widow uh, called into a program that Dr. J. Allen Hynek was talking on. But, it, but anyway, the story was incredible. So after the object took, it followed them for a couple miles and then it took off and it started going back up, climbing for altitude. So the B-24 pilot decided, hey, I'm going to try to follow it. So he pulled on the stick and 
and he started going up after the uh, uh, the UFO. Suddenly, the UFO came shooting back down, and it started circling the B-24, and it was doing, this is so astounding, it, it was doing figure eight around the B-24. Really? It was, it was going so fast and in so many different directions, it was just a blur to the crew. All they could see was this blur, you know, going around them. So basically, go ahead, I'm sorry, Bob. Uh, but what was fascinating about that, it was almost as if the UFO was showing off its, its capability, mm-hmm. and and it uh, <clears throat> and it was it, it kind of considered the B-24s somewhat puny challenge to it, you know, as uh, to be not so basically what it was saying to the uh, B-24 don't you even think about doing anything to us exactly right <laughs> we're going we're gonna to show you yeah okay I don't think they meant any harm I'm mm-hmm. sure they meant no harm but I think they were just I think they were I think in a way they're they're like us they're humans and they have a tendency to show off in certain well I firmly believe that there are uh, other uh, species on these planets and uh, eventually uh, Renegade Nation, they are going to show themselves. <clears throat> Janet and Sasha, they talk about it all the time, and they're on the show every uh, once a month. And uh, we're, we're going to take a break. We got Bob Schroeder on, who wrote the book um, Solving the UFO Enigma. We got Bobby Boo on from Philadelphia, who hasn't said too much, but he will in the next uh, uh, part of the show. And also, we're going to be talking about aliens that love Texas. For some reason, Renegade Nation, whatever the reason is, Texas is becoming a hot spot for UFO sightings. Believe it or not, we're going to get into that too. And Bob just mentioned about Texas with that B-24 pilot. So we're going to get into that. And we're going to have more questions from Bobby Boone, Philadelphia, and myself. And you're listening to Renegade Talk. Richie Kepler here. Marla will be back on, uh, well, be back on Friday. Got Rob Schroeder, the author of Sobbing the UFO Enigma. And we'll be right back. So you hang in there. to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk, where we don't sugarcoat shit here in Maui. My name is Richie Kepler, along with Bob Schroeder, the author of Solving the UFO Enigma, and Bobby Boo Boo in Philadelphia. Welcome to the show, talking about the aliens, talking about what's up in the skies. A lot of people seeing a lot of stuff, especially in Texas. We're going to get into that. And uh, thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for all the downloads. Oh, by the way, visit our sponsors. They'll be on the uh, website. You can check all them out. And uh, welcome to the show. Marla will be back tomorrow with the Gangster Comics. That'll be a riot. And uh, Mona, our happy holiday girl. Um, What's her name? I forgot her name. Whatever her name is. I don't know. Well, I don't know what her name is anyway. Who knows what? I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm getting away from these damn politics, too. I'm so sick of it. Anyway, I'm going to go. I want the space. I want the aliens to come down and pick me the hell up. Get me the hell out of here. Well, don't look at me like that. There's people in the studio looking at me like I'm fucking nuts. Shut up. I don't want to hear it. I know I'm crazy. The aliens. Anyway, so we have Bob. Uh, Bob we have Bob Schroeder out of uh, Boston, and we have Bobby Boo out of Philadelphia. So uh, anyway. Yeah. 
Lorraine. Yeah, Honey Girl and Lorraine. I'm sorry. The, the other one's not coming. She's she's who knows where she's at. Anyway, uh, we've been talking about these aliens, and uh, Texas happens to be a, a UFO hotspot, Renegade Nation. Texas is hopping with UFOs, and three of the last year's strongest cases for UFO sightings happen in the Lone Star State. That's according to a list compiled by the California-based Mutual UFO Network. One Texas sighting happened when jailers at the Johnson County Correctional Facility in Clearborn, and I know Bobby Boo in Philadelphia was at that jail one time in his life, spotted a triangular floating object with a dark surface and a series of circular lights. Now listen to this. Renegade Nation, the Dallas Morning News reported that. Across the country, MUFON reported a record of 7,182 sightings of unidentified flying objects last year, a 27% increase over 2011. Texas trailed only California in the number of sightings because there's more nuts and fruits in California, by the way. And uh, uh, the other two strong Texas cases occurred in uh, Millam County, uh, which is in central Texas, and another town I can't pronounce near the Texas-Oklahoma border. So, uh, Bob, uh, Bobby Boo in Philadelphia, um, what are your questions about this to uh, Bob Schroeder, who's an expert and does a lot of speaking, uh, speaking engagements in regards to UFO phenomena? Okay, well, I do have a couple questions, but I did some research on why there's so many UFOs in Texas. Yeah, and why is that, Bob? It's the barbecue. <laughs> it's the barbecue. I thought it might have been the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders myself. Yeah. yeah. Now, now uh, for Doctor Doctor Bob, I, I do have one. We, we, we're seeing all these contacts by the UFOs. How come these aliens aren't making physical contact where they're landing and saying, "Take me to your leader"? They're afraid of getting herpes. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> yeah. No. Hey, that, no, uh, Bobby. That's a great question. And. Uh, and when I go out and I, and I do talk uh, at various locations, I, I often get that question. And and my and it's speculation on my part, but I but I think the reason that they don't make contact um, is because uh, I, I I think there's a federation of advanced civilizations, and and um, one of the reasons I think there's a federation is because it's unlikely that just one alien civilization has figured out um, interstellar travel. Most likely we're dealing with hundreds, thousands, may, and maybe more. And, and one reason I, I, one thing I noticed about every, virtually all of these sightings, the behavior of the, of, of the UFOs is always the same. They do everything to avoid um, close contact, um, and, they, and, as, and there's no real Credible evidence that they've ever contacted any governments or anything like that, and I here's the reason why. Here's why I think they don't. They haven't done it. I think the reason is because they want it. We they look at us as a developing civilization, and they don't want to contact us prematurely. They don't want to come down here and introduce advanced technology uh, to a civilization that um, is not. Um, what you might call politically and socially uh, as mature as it could be. And you know what, Bob, you're right on that. We are so far from being mature in our political system. But I have a question for you. Do you think that the Roswell crash and going back to computer systems now and then and, and uh, cell phones and smartphones and all of the uh, technology that we have today, like the microwave oven and a color TV and all of this, do you think that came from the 48 crash or do you think that's just full of hogwash and they've been these conspiracy theorists have been pumping this stuff up and it's really not true. And like you said, the aliens do not want to interfere with our 
ongoing here because we are not totally uh, together as uh, noticed uh, in the past couple weeks on uh, the the way the politics is is going. Nope. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, the Roswell thing is total hogwash, as you mentioned. Um, And uh, and part of the reason I know that is because I I worked in the computer industry for 27 years, and uh, I just retired a couple of years ago. Um, I, I can absolutely guarantee that in our research laboratories, in our in our manufacturing facilities, we did not have any bubble-headed uh, uh, aliens uh, helping us. <laughs> and uh, but uh, but I but I also know something about the history of transistors and microcircuits and microchips. So really, all that all all that garbage that we've been hearing for all of these years, and all the people that have made money on scaring the living daylights out of people and saying the aliens are coming and the aliens crash into the desert and blah 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 blah, and it goes on and on and on. They got TV shows about it. It's it's like it's like like. It's like over with, you know. How much more can you come out with? And and, and the government just recently announced that uh, they they were testing missiles or testing a secret aircraft at that base in uh, in Nevada or wherever the hell it is, Area Fifty One. So, why would yep. they make all? Is this a reason maybe the government's involved that they wanted to make up this story to get our attention away from what's what's really going on in outer space with these aliens? Um, because I find it hard to believe that um, they're not visiting. And, and and plus, you know, you see a lot of uh, stories about UFOs, and there's a lot of people out there, credible people, uh, that have taken pictures of UFOs. In fact, I saw one when I was uh, when I was overseas. I saw one. I just saw a light though, and um, yep, yeah. Thought- yeah, and what I in Renegade Nation, what I saw again, this is so interesting uh, uh, talk radio. What happened to me was I was on a ship and I was in the middle of nowhere and it was pitch dark and there was no light and you could see light for miles. Even a lit cigarette you could see for 20 miles. And Renegade Nation, out of the corner of my right eye, I saw this light. It was about a quarter, uh, an eighth of a mile off the ocean surface and the light went by. There was no noise, no nothing except this light and it, and it was going in a vertical position no, horizontal position. And uh, the guy that I was with, he also saw it. And we only saw it for like maybe a thousandth or an eighth of a thousandth of a second. It just, because light is so intense when you're in pure darkness. We saw the light. We went up to the bridge on the ship and said, did you see anything on radar? Did you hear anything? No. They didn't hear anything. They didn't see anything. And we didn't hear anything either. But back then, Bob, and to the both Bobs and Renegade Nation, uh, I was told by the other guy, you better keep your mouth shut because if you say anything about what we have just seen, uh, we'll be put into a mental institution and never be heard from again. Yep. It's a, I, th- I think what happens with the military and any government institution is they're concerned about protecting their reputation. Uh, they don't want to lose credibility with the public and and with their superiors. Well, you know, hey, Bob, I'm such a kook anyway. Nobody would believe me. I mean, we saw this light. It was a light. It was just a light. It, it, it was gone in a, in a nanosecond. I mean, it, it, but, but when you're in the darkness like that, Renegade Nation, and when it's so dark, I mean, it's pitch dark. You can't even see your hand. You can't see anything. The light <clears throat> illuminates very quickly. You see it real quick. I mean, it happens really fast, but we did see it. So I, I always thought that, and there was no noise either. And, that, and that's one of the key characteristics of UFOs. They, at a distance, they're always silent, and uh, or and only when they're very, very close, within a couple hundred feet, the people sometimes report they hear like a, a humming or a whining. And I mm-hmm. think I know what it is. 
Um, so getting back to Bob, Bobby Boo Boo's question, uh, why is it that they, I mean, I know they don't want to get, get themselves involved, but I mean, why couldn't they just take, overtake the planet? I mean, they, they could do that too. Or are they waiting for something to happen here? I mean, I, what is your opinion on that? Nope. I think they're very, very civilized. And, and, and in fact, um, even though I know they may not consider, the aliens may not consider our civilization to have reached a level of maturity where they want to introduce themselves. Um, uh, nevertheless, there are countries on our planet, including, I believe, the United States, um, Europe, um, you know, parts of most of Asia, parts of Asia, um, and, and, and of course, South America and stuff. Maybe not the Middle East quite yet, um, but there's and Norton is certainly not North Korea. You know. Hey, Bob, I, I, Bob, let me ask you this question. Is NASA ready to beam messages to intelligent extraterrestrials from Earth that will be stored in the memory of the uh, Pluto-bound New Horizon spacecraft? Do you think that's going to happen? Do you think uh, that they, they have messages going to the extraterrestrials saying, you know, um, you know whatever they're going to say? Do um, you think well, that's a possibility? Um, or? Uh, you know what I think? Um, I think... Um, the fact that the nearest star is 4.3 light years, that using electromagnetic uh, impulses to send a message, would, you know, it would take eight years to get a return. What do you think that message would say to the extraterrestrials? Uh, well, I don't think that, I think uh, the extraterrestrials probably only take a few minutes to get here from other stars. Um, and they're, and I, and, and for, uh, I can, I can, uh, in other words, I don't think they're using our space-time to travel in. So they're in a whole different dimension, then. Totally. Yep. And uh, and so um, I believe when they communicate with one another, you know, the various alien civilizations when they mm-hmm. communicate among themselves. Well, you know, it's funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're communicating with themselves. But one of the things about religion, and I don't, I don't want to really delve into this, but there's a study that came out. Yep. Uh, that examines if belief in God affects belief in extraterrestrials. A new survey shows that atheists and agnostics are 76% more likely than Christians to believe in the existence of extraterrestrial life. Now, over 37% of those surveyed were willing to say they believed in the existence of extraterrestrial life, and only 21% uh, 21 said they did not believe. However, most people, 42% were... um, ready to commit either way saying they just aren't sure what's going on and yeah you know this god I, thing and I, the religion I, thing and the killing that's going on i mean everything's about this god stuff and you and then you mix in the ufos and the extraterrestrial life i mean i i i always looked at it from a point of view to both bobs and you can answer this question why is it that they don't show themselves why why is it well, that they don't hmm? go ahead bob i'm sorry i if I, if I could give an analogy, this would actually help. Um, in the Philippines archipelago, which consists of hundreds of islands, um, this is probably not well known, but not all of those islands have been explored thoroughly. Some of them are quite big, and they're, and they're very remote. Um, <clears throat> but um, about 10 years ago, they, some geologists accidentally discovered um, a, a a, a, a primitive tribe or a group of tribes that were living on the interior of one of these remote islands. Mm-hmm. These islands are quite big. Now, here's something very interesting. Um, 50 years ago or 100 years ago, our, our attitude toward these primitive tribes would have been, would 
would bring in uh, a trading post and then uh, and then start selling them guns and alcohol. <laughs> right. And, exactly. And of course, we we now know that that's not a good idea. No, that is not. In and, fact, yeah. In fact, Bob, and, I was in. And, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and what happened is the United Nations suggested to the Filipino government that instead of making contact with these uh, developing uh, primitive tribes, they said give them uh, a chance to develop on their own, and only when they actually start to make contact with other tribes that are are in contact with the Filipino government in nearby islands. Uh, only at that time, then we would introduce ourselves. And I believe the same thing, you can use exactly the same analogy for us and the alien civilization. I, I believe what's going on, that the second we learn how to get into these extra dimensions and travel to other stars, at that point, the Federation of Advanced Civilizations will make contact with planet Earth, with the major, major government of planet Earth certainly the United States, um, mm -hmm. Western Europe, the, the Russia, and so on. So, Bobby Boo do you have any questions for Bob? Wow, that's really interesting. Yes, now, uh, Dr. Bob, what... What 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 are your thoughts on on some of the the, the physical makeups of the of the aliens and the physics that are you know that you know you're encountering or we we will be encountering? Okay, uh, well, um, in terms of their physiology or what they probably look like, my guess is they actually look very similar to us. And the few very few credible witness accounts where they actually saw aliens, uh, they they look they look like primate-type creatures like ourselves. Um, and that makes sense, and I, I, I don't want to get too far, too much into it, but in a nutshell, uh, the, most, uh, the most intelligent creatures on any planet will tend to be arboreal creatures, ones that live in the forest canopy that jump from tree to tree. And the reason for that is they have to develop um, an ability to travel in three dimensions, so they have to have a larger brain, and they have to be very, very they have to have very good vision. So, um, so it, uh, what nature evolution favors high intelligence and primate type creatures, and so I think they're going to look very similar to us. And um, and then as far and then I think you alluded to the physics of UFOs. Um, yes, I believe in an in in a in a, uh, in a nutshell, Bobby. I believe that um, they're taking advantage of the extra dimensions. It looks like there's eleven. Um, the current theories that are now being tested at the Large Hadron Collider Particle Accelerator over in Geneva, Switzerland, uh, they're, they're looking at the possibility that we may live it in an 11-dimensional universe. It turns out that six of those 11 dimensions are curled up at every point in space-time in tiny little spaces called Calabi-Yau spaces. Uh, so if you take 11 minus 6, that leaves five remaining dimensions. And those five are larger dimensions. We already know of four because we live in four, three space dimensions and one of time. And so that leaves one additional large spatial dimension. And physicists um, refer to this, this extra dimension as the bulk, a B-U-L-K. And it turns out that uh, the bulk, um, which, uh, uh, may be warped in, uh, I, what that means is that the space inside the bulk, that extra dimension, may be severely warped. 
and it's like so severely warped that um, the strength of gravity goes up to 10 to the 16 power stronger than what it is on planet Earth. That's one followed by 16 zeros. And what that what that means, Bobby and and Rich, is that uh, if we could figure out how to penetrate that bulk, then distances would shrink because general relativity tells us where gravity is strong, distances shrink. And I think that's exactly what the UFOs are doing. They're going into that bulk, and, and if they can prove at the Large Hadron Collider that the bulk exists and that it's also warped, um, then that would be convincing proof that, or, or, or a tantalizing clue that very likely the UFOs are getting in there. And, and to give you a quick example, uh, the distance to Alpha Centauri, which is 4.3 light years, or 25 trillion, trillion miles, uh, it, it would take us thousands of years to get there with a rocket. Um, it, it, the, when you go into the bulk, you only have to go into the bulk where the bulk is only one ten thousandth of its maximum gravity strength, and the distance to Alpha Centauri shrinks from 25 trillion miles to 25 miles. In other words, you could jump into your car, and depending on the speed limit and the bulk, you could get Okay, so hey, Bob, I have I have a question. So basically, in the space program, today's space program, and people that are trying to get in the space and put, you know, celebrities and reality shows and, and spaceships and all this crap, um, we're still in the covered and covered wagon horse uh, uh, arena of all of this, aren't we? Exactly, exactly. And 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 I think the key the key of, of Bobby and Rich is that we've got to prove that these extra dimensions exist. And, but that's one way we can do it. Another way we can do it, if we can gather uh, data from actual UFO sightings, I believe these UFOs uh, will be emitting a type of radiation called Hawking radiation. And if they are, uh, that too would be an indication that the extra dimensions exist. Um, and because, um, <clears throat> uh, because Hawking radiation um, uh, well, I, I won't get into all the technology. Hey, hey Bob, I, uh, yeah, let's not get into that. It gets too deep. Let, let, let me ask you this question. When we die, uh, do we go through these dimensions and end up on one of these uh, planets like we're starting over again? Like it's just, this is a starting point maybe here uh, because it's, it's really interesting that they have not come here, uh, you know, landed and actually shown themselves and, and talked to us. And I feel that we, the population of Earth uh, is totally isolated. We're isolated from everything. We can't get off the planet. It's like a prison. Well, like we're in this prison here. We can't get off. And, and well, um, once we do get into the extra dimensions, uh, we'll definitely be able to travel to other stars, I believe. Well, I, yeah, but that we're, we're um, talking probably hundreds of thousands of years from now, this place is still around. Nope. No? Nope, 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 nope. I think we can get there. I think it may happen in the next decade. Really? Uh, potentially. Um, yep. And, uh, and the reason is because a lot of people are, are not uh, actually paying too close attention to what's going on at the Large Hadron Collider. However, what's going on there is extremely important. Yeah, nobody ever talks about that collider thing on the mainstream ostrich media. Nobody talks about it. Nobody knows about right. that except people like you. And now Renegade Nation. And, 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 the re and that's right, and Renegade Nation. The reason is because um, it's, it's fairly complicated. It's not something that's easy to explain. And so for that reason, um, many mainstream reporters or conventional reporters don't really spend too much time talking about it. Or if they do talk about it, 
it's pretty much at a surface level. See, I like this um, type. I, I like this type of UFO talk show, and Bobby Boo Boo. I know you do too, and Renegade Nation, because. We're not talking about people being taken by uh, aliens and having sex with them and, and beating them up and burning them and killing them and throwing them back in. You know, all this crap that you see. I mean, the real scientific uh, research being done at the Kaleidoscope, like Bob, uh, Bob Schroeder has talked about, that's where all of this is so, so interesting. And these dimensions of time and dimensions of space and how far these planets are away from each other. And then these sightings that are happening in Texas and around the country and around the world. They find it really exciting. But they aren't... But they, uh, they're not showing them. They're showing themselves, but they're not really showing themselves. Renegade Nation. They they they're just, I guess, observing what's going on here, taking a look around. There's been a lot of sightings in airplanes and a lot of sightings from ships out to sea, and and also astronauts that have uh, went to the moon and uh, the and the Apollo time uh, period. But um, so, Bob, the, the bottom line is, you they're just observing us, and we are trying to figure out the dimension. Do they want us to figure out this dimension? Do you think? Are they worried about uh, us? Uh, figuring this out and then all of a sudden we can go into their dimensions and start messing up that that those arenas or or, or are they just um, just curious nope I think I think actually what's happening is <clears throat> we're following the exact same trajectory that they themselves did so we're at the bottom okay so we're we're at the bottom of the ladder then uh, well um, not exactly um, I believe um, <clears throat> uh, the the journey from the beginning of advanced science to actually penetrating the bulk and being able to do interstellar travel mm -hmm. is probably only a century or more. Well, you know, hey, hey, Bob, when you really look at this whole thing, uh, when you go back to our history, you have the cavemen, you know, the cavemen, uh, caveman. And we have taken ourselves from that, from the caveman, all the way to 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 today. So so in in so where are we on the ladder of intelligence uh, compared to these um, interstellar dimensions that you're talking about? Where where do we end up in the uh, in the in the realm of things here? Okay, you you may find you may be surprised by my answer. I think we have exactly the same intelligence as they do. But, but why not? Okay, if so, and we have taken ourselves from caveman status to where we are today, why isn't why isn't it that we can't get off of this planet uh, and go into these other dimensions? Why is it? Are we being held back by somebody or something? No. Oh no, not at all. Nope. Um, uh, progress is occurring right now as we speak, mm. and uh, and and we can accelerate that. Those of us who are studying the UFO phenomenon, because I believe if if we can. Um, you know, detect the kind of uh, radiation emissions from UFOs that I was talking about, that will be convincing proof that uh, they are using technology that we are just beginning to Just getting to understand. Okay, you know what? We need to take a break. Renegade Nation, we're going to continue this conversation after the break. It's really, really interesting. Uh, Bobby Boo hasn't said too much. Bobby, you still there? You're sleeping. No, no, I'm right here. Uh, me okay, uh, okay. you taking all your you taking all your notes, Bob? You know, because yeah. I, I know the aliens going to come down and pick your ass up. Anyway, yeah, listen to Renegade Talk in Maui, Renegade Nation. Thank you for all the downloads. We have been off the air for uh, some time. We've been uh, on and off. Uh, Marla will be back. Uh, thank God tomorrow. Uh, the gangster comics will be on, which will be funny. And we're uh, getting tired of the politics scene. So basically, we're going to get be getting ourselves into uh, talking about UFOs and comics and just having a good time. In 
enjoying life. Bob Schroeder, Bobby Boo out of Philadelphia. Bob wrote the book, Solving the UFO Enigma. You can get that at Amazon. Very interesting stuff, Renegade Nation. We'll be right back for more entertaining UFO talk radio. Thursday with Bob Schroeder, the author who wrote the book, Solving the UFO Enigma. My name is Richie Kepler. Marla will be back tomorrow. Thank you for all the downloads, Renegade Nation. We really appreciate it. We got Bobby Boo Boo on from Philadelphia talking about UFOs, where we're going, where we're headed, what's happening. And Bob Schroeder's an expert in this uh, area. And um, uh, Bobby Boo Boo uh, continuing this conversation, wanted to ask uh, Dr. Bob a question in regards to the uh, planet Mars. So, Bob, it's uh, Bobby Boo Boo. It's all yours. Ah, thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Bob, this is going to be semi semi-long question, and uh, but I want to make sure we get, get it covered. Uh, there was a, a gentleman, uh, Dr. Richard, Sh- uh, Dr. Richard Schroeder, Dr. Richard Hoagland, who wrote a book, uh, Face on Mars, and uh, he, he wrote uh, Dark Mission, Dark Moon. Uh, and he's an optics expert, and you know he uh, he, he worked with NASA as one of their lead uh, scientists. And uh, uh, there were there was a face that was uh, photographed on Mars. He was the man that took credit for discovering it. And then uh, a couple days later, NASA said, "Now nah, it's a trick of light because here 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 it is, twelve hours later, and it looked like two rocks put together." And uh, they and then some of the uh, pictures of Mars that they released to the public. We're all uh, my background's photography too, so uh, I know I know sometimes you know I can see things have been moved around, and some of the pictures on Mars in certain areas were just nicely blurred and pretty worlds of color. And I thought, wow, it, it, yeah, yeah, look at the edge over here and everything; it's really sharp. But what the hell? What the heck? And uh, uh, then Google came out, and they they had a, a, a program for a while called Google Mars. And I was able to find some of the same pictures, uh, lay, laying them side by side, and all of a sudden, you know, it was like looking at a, you know, flying over New York City and seeing seeing the cities versus, you know, somebody airbrushing it and saying, no, New York is a, a desert island, there, there's nothing there. And it was uh, qu- quite interesting. And, uh, you know, have you any thoughts about, you know, there might have been at one time intelligent life on, on, on Mars? Uh, very unlikely. Um, <clears throat> it... Um uh, well, I say that, I, you know, the geology of Mars, uh, we don't know for sure what happened in the past there, but I kind of doubt uh, they had uh, intelligent life there. Um, if they did, I uh, would probably see some kind of artifacts on the surface. Uh, it's because it's a relatively small planet, it hasn't been able to retain a very thick atmosphere. And, I, and then on top of that, um, because of the much lower pressure in their atmosphere, um, 
a lot of the water vapor disappears into outer space. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, it, I, just, I think it's extremely unlikely that life... Okay, so, so, do, so Dr. Bob, why are we wasting our time and money going to Mars? Well, it is possible that microbial life um, evolved on Mars. Mm -hmm. not advanced life. I, it's possible that there might have been single cells or even multiple, multiple, multiple cell features that existed on Mars. But I think um, they would have been very, very um, microscopic, you know, running around. Uh, well, just on TV the other night, Renegade Nation, they had this uh, futurist on, and he was talking about um, what's going to be happening in the next twenty to twenty-five years, and one of the one of the, uh, the things that this uh, somebody, some futurist, is working on is sending people to Mars. Now, listen to this: sending people to Mars in some type of spacecraft, but once they get there, they can't come back. In other words, you they need they're gonna they're gonna they need to live on Mars. And right now, what Bob just said, there's no water; it's been vaporized off. And they're looking for little tiny bits of bacteria. They spend spacecrafts up there, rovers running all over the place, trying to figure out what that if there was life up there or not. And nobody really knows. But some moron, some idiot out there, wants to send people to Mars. And uh, but once they get there and they depart the spacecraft, that's the end of it. They can't they they can't come back to Earth. And and so. Bob, based on your um, experience as an engineer and a physicist and all the education that you have, why would anybody come up with something so stupid when you, we, we can't figure out what is going on on Mars at this point? You know, I think it's because, in my opinion, uh, they, they're actually limiting the possibilities that what, what we could do. Um, you know, the whole idea about... Um, leaving people stranded on Mars, but living there forever, you know. Um, uh, it assumes that the technology that we have today uh, is really not going to get uh, you know, uh, exponentially better, and I think it is. And, and so um, I, think, I think what's going to be far more interesting than going to Mars is, is going to be going to other planets, and I think we're going to be able to get there very, very quick once we figure out, once we determine that the extra dimensions do exist, and if they do exist, if they're warped. Do you, you I, okay, my question, okay, Dr. Bob, my question is, do you yep. think we're smart enough to figure that out? Oh, yes, we do, yes. Okay, so, so there are people out there that are sm really smart people that can figure this out and get us to this, uh, to the next level. Um, Bob, do you have any questions on that, Bobby Boo? Yes, I do. I, I think I have the perfect answer to uh, who should go to Mars. And it's the same thing that uh, England did in Australia. Send everybody who's mass murderers and killers and terrorists. Let them go up there. That'd be a good place for them. Let, huh? <laughs> send, yeah. let, them, let them test it all out and so, see if it works. But, but Bobby, what, what, would they do, what would they do to each other up there? Kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there, would, there would be a problem. Going up cities because uh, they'd have to build them first, and, and then let's see uh, if they want to blow them up after they build them. Okay. Oh no, that happened. Okay. Okay, Renegade Nation, we've had this, this has been a very interesting talk show. We're going to continue talking to Bob Schroeder uh, once a month. Every month, Bob is going to be on. Uh, the last time we had Bob on, Bob, you had over like, you know, I, I forget what it was, 25,000 or 15,000, whatever it was, uh, downloads. A lot of people like to listen to this type of uh, talk radio. In fact, we like talking about this type of talk radio because we're tired of all the politics and all the crap and bullshit and lies. This in itself is about our lives about you, humanity 
what is what is real, what is out there, and why we are imprisoned on this planet and we can't get off. And one of the questions before we go, Bob, and I have to ask this about, why is it that we spent all that money to go to the moon and we just like dis, uh, discarded the moon thing? I mean, why 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 did NASA or the government decide to stop uh, going to the moon? In in fact, you know, we we have we have even better technology than we did back in 1969 when they put man, man on the moon. Why is it that we aren't testing our technologies out on the moon? Uh, well, uh, part of it is um, we've already discovered a lot, uh, virtually everything we probably wanted to know about the moon. So we've been there, done that. We've been there, done however, that, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and however, the, the other thing is I am certain uh, if, if um, what modern physics is pointing at, if, if it turns out that modern physics is correct in a lot of its um, uh, current theories, then we may have technology that will put rockets out of business overnight. Um, and so, um, and no, I don't think the government is thinking about that, but um, I do believe that um, uh, that's going to be the next big step. That's going to be amazing. I mean, I know we're, like we said earlier in the show, we're in the horse and buggy arena right now with this. Uh, it's well, it's, it's going to change over the period of time. And thank God there are people smart enough to figure this stuff out. And Renegade Nation, you need to listen to people like Bob Schroeder because Bob Schroeder does it on a scientific level. None of this um, hokey pokey crap that you hear out there and the UFO abducting all these people and so on and so forth. Bobby, do you have anything to say because we're going to take off? Yeah, this was great. I hope we do uh, this once a month. We are going to do it once a month. I, I I will do it once a month. I will have it on my calendar. In fact, we should do it once a month, like uh, uh, like on Thursday, the last Thursday of the month, we should talk about this stuff. Because it's really, really yeah. interesting. A lot of people want to know, and especially from a gentleman uh, like Bob Schroeder, who can... Um, uh, define it, explain it in uh, not in engineering details, but more down to earth, so we can all understand where we're at, where we're going, and how this is all going to come about. So, Bob, again, Bob Schroeder, thank you, Renegade Nation. You want to get the book? Go to uh, go to Amazon and type in "Solving the UFO Enigma." Enigma. I will have that on the uh, website, so you can click it and go right to Amazon and get the book. You need to get this book, and you need to read it. It really explains a lot of things, and we'll have Bob on Bobby Boo Boo out of Philadelphia. Again, we appreciate your time being on here, as always. We're going to take off tomorrow. The Gangster Comics will be on. Renegade Nation, thank you. Richie Kepler, Marla, out of here. Aloha! When I was young, it seemed that life was so wild.